Welcome to Advisors Unknown, where expertise, knowledge and experience are sought from the world's leading thinkers and performers in professional services and all anonymously. Their purpose is to openly share with no ulterior motive and today's topic is focused around becoming impact driven. And today we have a wonderful person to speak about this. So without naming yourself or your business, why should the audience listen to you, please? Because I think that we entrepreneurs, we people in business really can change our world. And by the way, the United Nations happens to agree with that, <laughs> with, uh, with things like, for example, the global goals. Uh, yeah. But I think that, uh, and, and first of all, I've been running and, and designing and creating businesses for about 40 years. So hopefully there's some wisdom uh, that's been accumulated in that. And one of the greatest joys I have is to share that wisdom and then see people apply it so that great things start to happen in their lives and the lives of people around them as well. Perfect, thank you. So why is today's topic so important? I think if I look back over the last uh, two or three years, there's been, uh, I, I love the, how words really, really convey different thoughts. And if I were to look at, one of the most uh, used words, perhaps overused words, uh, particularly since we uh, hit the pandemic and so on, is the word purpose. People talk about becoming purpose, uh, on-purpose organizations. And certainly that's very true that having a purpose is, is very familiar to many of us, I guess, because, you know, way back when we all read, uh, you know, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of highly effective people. And we understood yeah, yeah. this whole concept of North Star, this whole concept of if we are moving towards something that is bigger than ourselves, then that is a really good thing to be able to do. And so for several years now, I've been thinking about that whole purpose thing. And then on a, uh, on a run recently, I try to run every morning, and that's been a little bit easier in the pandemic. So try to run. And I'm not sure about you or indeed those, those listening to us now. And by the way, thank you for joining us too. Um, I, I'm not sure where you think, where you think in the shower, where do you think, but I happen to have these interesting thoughts that occur uh, on runs. And the other day I was, I was thinking about this particular sequence and I think it's a really interesting sequence. So let me just try this sequence and see if it makes sense. So I think if you look at most companies and most companies we, we, if you think, if you think of a sea with an iceberg in it, for example, then most companies are, I, I suppose, biblically, it would be, it would be uh, appropriate to say they have their lights under a bushel. Uh, but if you think about it another way, and you think that they're kind of below the waterline, operating below the waterline. And one of the reasons that I think that that, or one of the, one of the ways that I refer to that now I used to call those ordinary businesses, but now I refer to them as standard businesses. The reason I refer to them as standard businesses is because it gives me a nice alliteration. And the alliteration is from standard to stand out because you stand for something. And that stand for something is obviously big, well, not obviously, but it should certainly be bigger than yourself. And that sort of makes sense for a while, but then I started to think some more about that, and I realized that there was another level to 
standard to stand out because you stand for. And the, how I started to realize that was to think about what happens when you stand out and when you stand for something is that in reality, what you're doing is you're creating very positive impacts for those people around you, those people, for example, in your team, or for those people who are customers or clients of yours. And then once you get that right, you can then leverage that. For example, there may be many accountants joining us today. And so you've probably, if you're an accountant, you may have had this experience, not a very pleasant experience, where you meet someone at a networking event in the days when we could actually go to networking events. And someone says to you, uh, so what do you do? And you say, well, I won't say you say. Some accountants would say things like, well, I'm an accountant. Now, if you've ever done that, you would know that the person to whom you've said that generally <laughs> finds a very quick reason to go to the toilet at that particular moment <laughs> in time. Right? Yeah. So let's imagine then this guy goes or this person goes to the toilet, comes back, meets someone else. And they say, oh, by the way, well, well, could I ask, what do you do? And the person says, well, sure. I'm an impact-driven accountant. Now, straight away, just by putting the words impact-driven, and by the way, it's not, it's not just for accountants. Obviously, it could be you know, for financial planners. It could be for anybody, if you think about yeah. it. Um, yeah. So I'm an impact-driven accountant. So the next question, rather obviously now, is or, you know, the person isn't going to go to the toilet. They're going to say, oh, really? What's yeah. an impact-driven accountant? Which gives you then the opportunity to be able to say, well, what I and my team are focused on is creating enormous impacts for the people, positive impacts for the people that we're privileged to serve. That's impacts on their business. That impact that that in turn impacts on their lives. That in turn impacts on their families. That in turn impacts on the community. And of course, that eventually impacts on our world. And that's one of the reasons why we call ourselves impact-driven accountants. And that's, that's that, that, that gets a whole lot more, what's the word? Whether I think it's traction than to be able to say, well, we're a purpose-driven company. Hopefully that, that makes sense. And, and so this whole thing, around impact and now you know once you you know i i was looking up something recently and and uh in fact yesterday actually and um I, there was that i remembered there was a song and it wasn't you know it wasn't way back in the 70s or 80s which many of us could remember it was actually a song that came out in 2015 and it was sung by kylie minogue and the name of the song was can't get you out of my head and you know how it is sometimes you just get something in your head and you can't get it out of your head you just, yeah. just can't get it out of your head. and yeah. so ever since i've been on that run i i have um, uh, kind of uh, looked through this lens the whole time of impact so for example uh, meetings and stuff like that one of the things we're talking about is okay so what, what would be the impact if we did that? Just kind of getting this whole thing around uh, or, you know, really embedded, if you, if, if you want to look at it that way, into the culture of the organization. And what I've found is that is actually even more meaningful than last year's word, if you will, which, or, which, which is purpose. So hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And so do you think you, you need to 
get to your purpose first before you then decide on what impacts you need to make? Yes, of course. Well, not of course, but the answer is yes, you do. And, and um, I think it's really, I, I, I like what uh, Brene Brown said about that, you know, in, in, her, first, uh, in her first TED talk. She said, uh, she, she put it this way. She said connection. She was talking about the link between connection and meaning. And she said, connection is why we're here. It's what gives meaning and purpose. There's that word meaning and purpose to our lives. In other words, when we have meaning and purpose, we're connected. Well, think about it another way. When we're disconnected, we don't have meaning and purpose. Now, why did, why did I tell that story at this point in time? Because frequently, and we've seen it a lot during the pandemic, where people have had to reevaluate, you know, what, what's going on for them, if you will. And, or to put that another way, we are seeing, and by the way, I don't mean to, to lessen or minimize any of the negative impact that the pandemic has had. But I think now more and more of us are seeing it as kind of like a, a, a positive thing in the sense that yeah. it gives us yeah. time to pause yeah. and to realize that it's not a matter of getting back on track, but it gives us time to pause as to, as to whether we were in fact on the right track, right? It could have been, yeah. it could have been the wrong track for all sorts of circumstances. In any event, uh, to get back to, to the, your, your question, um, so one of the things that we see, particularly now where people go, I'm lost, well, they might go to a professional, and, and I don't mean to, again, downplay anything that professionals say, but they might say, you know, you might say, well, I'm, I'm feeling lost, I you know, don't know where I'm, where I'm going, all of that kind of stuff, and Frequently, you hear stories where those people say, well, you need to look inside yourself. You need to go deep inside yourself. You know, <laughs> yeah. that sort yeah. of now, I'm sure that that's true. Otherwise, they wouldn't be saying that. But I think there's another way of thinking about that. Instead of, instead of saying, well, you need to go inside or you need to look inside, what if we got used to looking outside? What if we did that? What if, what, if, what if we could look at really interesting issues that might be in our lives, in, in, in the firm in, or in the company, or, or even bigger than that in the world, which as a result of us doing certain things, we could actually solve. All of a sudden, you, you, you get something that is bigger than yourself. And then what happens is you then can define the impact that you create so so instead of instead of being able to say uh, for example uh you know we proudly support whatever whatever this thing is you support instead of saying we proudly support that you're able to say you're able to quantify things you know like no no, no, no. we you know we gave 17 kids access to educate or what whatever it is you 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 say in fact um there's a, there's a new book i hope i can talk about a book um, and and the book uh, the book is called Cult Status, and it happens to be by a friend of mine. Um, but anyway, I'll just give you the name of the book, Cult Status. And one of the things that book says, which is really, really interesting, in the book, uh, Tim, the, the first name of the writer, says uh, there are seven steps to building you know, great enterprises. And 
And one of the things he observes, this book was, was only released like about three weeks ago. And one of the things he observes is that many of the management books that we read, great management books, you know, books like, you know, Good to Great, Jim Collins, you know, all of those sorts of books that we go, oh my God, there's so much wisdom in those. And what this guy, Tim, observes is that all of the companies that are referenced in those books are companies that were formed way before now. For example, let's, let's take Apple, who are very frequently referred to, you know, or General Electric, or all of those sorts of great companies that we, that we, we learn so much from. And as Tim points out, if you think about Apple, you know, Apple was founded in 1976. Now, in 1976, the whole situation was quite different than it is in 2021. So an interesting question is, well, if you were founding or finding something, meaning a company, in 2021, would you look at what was done in 1976? And certainly you could, because there are some yeah. fundamental truths in that. But yeah. What are the nuances? What are the subtleties? Because we know the world has changed. And interestingly enough, interestingly enough, uh, and this came, by the way, this came to my attention after I'd been on the run and after I'd thought of the whole idea of impact-driven. Yes. And I'm reading these seven steps of, of his. And, and guess what the first step is? The first step is define your impact. That's the first step. And Love then it. he goes yeah. into really interesting stuff. I mean, this, this is, uh, you know, mind-bending stuff uh, in, 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 a, in, a, in the sense that it is, it is challenging the ordinary, challenging the standard. So for, as, a, as a, for example, he says, you know, if, you, if, if you're uh, creating a great company, or in fact, if, you, if you, you've already got the great company, but you're looking at where it goes, right? You're looking at where it goes. And so one of the things you might do is you might want to sit down and you might want to look at the, uh, you know, the projected yearly revenue, which you will then break down into the next quarter. And then you'll yeah. do sprints, you know, around those quarters and all that kind of stuff. And, and he says, and, and, I, and I love the idea of this. He says, you know what? Certainly, it's important. <laughs> it's important to you know have some idea of where the revenue is going. Certainly, it's really important. And none of this is to uh, is to say that you know revenue or profit is not important. Clearly, it's important. But what he says is instead of defining the revenue, why don't you take a look at the impact that you're creating? Why don't you look at the impact of what you do on the people that you're privileged to serve? And then when you start to express it that way, you can see straight away that it's so much easier for the people on your team to buy into where you're going, if that, if that makes sense. That total sense. And I, I actually love what you're saying. And the businesses that have gone through the pandemic, they've had you know, the old shock curve, the grief curve, you know, so they were worried about business, they're worried about cash flow and so forth. So in your experience, how do you get them from the kind of day-to-day -day routine of, you know, running a business and worrying about sales and team and whatever to get to a, a conversation about impact? <laughs> that, that is a really, really good question. And I, I think there's several personal ways you can do that. And there's several, or shall we say, emotional ways you can do that. And I think there's some very logical ways that you could do that. Let's take the logical first. 
So if you start with uh, something very logical, which would be Harvard Business Review, for example, and, yep. and you go back to, the, the, to 2019 is when it started, uh, there are God knows how many articles in Harvard Business Review which talk about how companies that are seriously on purpose, seriously on purpose, are outperforming uh, the stock market. They, they, they become a magnet for talent. Uh, in other words, people want to work for them uh, and so on. So you, and there's lots of research papers. Deloitte did a, a research paper not that long ago uh, on exactly that. Um, so, you know, we can, we can look at the logic, right? So, and there's, and there's so much logic, it is overwhelming. I mean, it's, a, yeah. it's an overwhelming case. But you also could approach it in a different way. And one of the things that I observe is that, um, and, and certainly pre-pandemic, when it was much easier to travel around the world and observe things, yeah, 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 yeah. then... then you would, uh, you know, you would see uh, senior execs uh, being paid, you know, significantly, significantly for what they do. And then as you, as you got to talk with them, they would say things, perhaps not this clearly, but what they were trying to say is this, you know, when, when I put my head on the pillow at night, just before, you know, my eyes close and hopefully I can sleep, which of course, Lots of execs can't, but hopefully they can. And they say, before I close my eyes, I frequently think, is this all there is? Is this all there is? Yeah. And the answer to, is this all there is, meaning the stress, the, you know, everything else that goes on in running a business, the answer is, no, it's not all there is. There, there is this amazing opportunity to create, let's use the term again, an impact-driven business, one that is focused outwardly, not inwardly, one that, is, one that is focused on creating enormous impact for the people that you serve. You know, I, I, I um, had someone do a testimonial for something that I did a little while ago, <laughs> I did this thing a long time ago, but they did a testimonial for me like about six weeks, which was 19 years after the event, which is interesting. <laughs> and this person happened to be an accountant. And, 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 and they said, one of the great things I got from, from the, the sessions that I, that I came to uh, was this very simple understanding. And, and, and the guy said, I, I, I don't understand why it took me so long to understand this. Now, bear in mind, this guy is an accountant. And here's yep. what he said. He said, I realized it hit me between the eyes that my wealth, my income, if you will, or the, the firm's income, the firm's wealth is a direct byproduct of the value and the wealth that we're creating for others. Totally agree. It's, it's yeah. so simple. It's so simple to get it, right? It's, it's very simple. It's profound. And so what, what, is, what does that say? What that says, if, if, you, if you want to, you know, create more of those things that we've been talking about, revenue and profits and all of those sorts of things, then simply become impact driven. And because the, guess what? People are going to refer you, people are going to do all sorts of things when you, when yeah. you realize, and, and I think 
the pandemic has really accelerated this understanding. And the understanding is this. We have always, always, always been connected. We always have, but we've never quite understood the depth to which we're all connected and all impacted by each other. And so what you see is this move from well, the, the, the way that I've heard it described is this. It's a move from me to a move to we. And, yeah. and the moment we make that move and we realize that it's not all about us, it's, it's about we and it's about the impacts that we can create together, then in my experience and in my judgment, everything changes. That's absolutely wonderful. So before I ask you one last question, I just want to come back to so becoming impact-driven, moving from standard to standout, because you stand for something bigger than yourself, is what you've been talking about. Yes. So one final question. If you were to do one thing, so your business owners listen to this, if you do one thing from this podcast to create an impact-driven business, what would you do, please? That's such a great question. Let me, let me, let me tell you what started to change that for me. Is, okay. Um, <laughs> it was the moment I, I started being grateful for <laughs> being where I am and for the people around me. The moment I started, you know, like, for example, when let's say, uh, take, let's take a very simple everyday experience. Well, <laughs> yes, it is pretty much everyday where you, know, you might take a taxi as a, for example. Uh, and here's what I started doing. When the taxi would turn up, I would get in the back, of the, the back of the cab and I would say, thank you so much for stopping or thank you so much for coming to get me. And they go, oh, what? what? <laughs> what's going on? And then I decided to take that to the bus drivers. And, and, you know, and bear in mind, all of these guys did amazing things, did they not? Uh, effectively, you know, they were first responders, you know, in the, in the pandemic. They were there, you know, shifting the goods, shifting the, shifting the people and so on. And so, I, obviously, I started thinking about this before the pandemic, but the moment you get, you know, the moment you just take time to observe the environment that you're in, to observe the people that you have the privilege to be around, and simply be grateful for that, then you suddenly start to realize, oh my goodness, together, we can really do some extraordinary things. That's absolutely wonderful and a fantastic place to stop. So thank you, Mr. Anonymous podcast speaker today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And for those listening, go make an impact.